So today at this Tuesday I'm gonna read you from chapter one, The Boy Who Lived, only the most important parts or moments, shall we? So he got into his car and backed out of number four's drive. It was on the corner of the street that he noticed the first sign of something peculiar, a cat reading a map. For a second Mr. Dursley didn't realize what he had seen. Then he jerked his head around to look again. There was a tabby cat standing on the corner of Privet Drive, but there wasn't a map in sight. What could he have been thinking of? It must have been a trick of the light. Mr. Dursley blinked and stared at the cat. It stared back. As Mr. Dursley drove around the corner and up to the road, he watched the cat in his mirror. It was now reading the sign that he said, Privet Drive. No, looking at the sign. Cats couldn't read maps or signs. Mr. Dursley gave himself a little shake and put the cat out of his mind. As he drove towards town, he thought of nothing except a large order of drills he was hoping to get that day. After a while, he found it a lot harder to concentrate on the drills that, that afternoon. And when he left the building at 5 o'clock, he was still so worried that he walked straight into someone just outside the door. Sorry, grunted he, as the tiny old man stumbled and almost fell. It was a few seconds before Mr. Dursley realized that the man was wearing a violet cloak. He didn't seem at all upset at being almost knocked down to the ground. On the contrary, his face split into a wide smile and he said a squeaky voice that made passerby stare. Don't be worried, sir, my dear sir, for nothing could upset me today. Rejoice, for you know who has gone at last. Even muggles like yourself should be celebrating this happy, happy day. And the old man hugged Mr. Weasley around the middle and walked off. Mr. Dursley stood, <coughs> stood rooted to the spot. He had been hugged by a complete stranger. He also thought he had been called a muggle, whatever that was. He was rattled. He hurried to his car and set off home, hoping he was imagining things, which he had never hoped before, because he didn't approve of imagination. So in the evening, Dumbledore will arrive. A man appeared on the corner. The cat had been watching. Appeared so suddenly and silently, you'd have thought that he just popped out of the ground. The cat's tail twitched and its eyes narrowed. Nothing like this man had ever seen this in private drive. He was tall, thin, very old, judging by the silver of his hair and beard which were both long enough to tuck his, his belt. He was wearing long robes, a purple cloak, which swept the ground and high-heeled buckled boots. His blue eyes were light, bright and sparkling behind half-moon spectacles, and his nose was very long and crooked, as though it had been broken at least twice. This man's name was Albus Dumbledore. Albus Dumbledore didn't seem to realize that he had just arrived in a street where everything from his name 
to his boots was unwelcome. He was busy rum rummaging in his cloak, looking for something, but he did seem to realize he was being watched because he looked up suddenly at the cat, which was still staring at him from the other end of the street. For some reason, the sight of the cat seemed to amuse him. He chuckled and muttered, I should have known. He had found what he was looking for in his inside pocket. It seemed to be a silver cigarette lighter. He flicked it open, held it up in the air and clicked it. The nearest street lamp went out with a little loop. He clicked it again. The next lamp flickered into darkness. Twelve times he clicked the put-outer until the only lights left in the whole street were two tiny pinpricks in the distance.